0: Jamie texted me last night, I think it was about a quarter to eleven, he said, "Sorry, sorry, it was so late, and I believe it was, no it wasn't Jamie, someone else, and said, uh, I said, well it's really not late, I'm thinking, Terry's just got off the phone with me, so, but anyway, things, a lot of things gone after hours. Matthew chapter 28, Brother Mike, I appreciate you helping them sing. That song this morning. Where'd Mike go? There he is. Matthew chapter 28, a familiar passage of Scripture. I'd like for us to look at this. You probably have memorized it. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. This morning, I want us to look at the Great Commission. The Great Commission. Matthew 28, verse 18. Matthew 18 uh, 28, 18 through 20 is a very familiar passage of Scripture. It's most commonly referred to as the Great Commission. After the crucifixion and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus, just prior to his ascension back to heaven, Jesus gave his marching orders to his disciples. And to the church, as you read the words of the passage, you can even experience the urgency of the words that Jesus used. If you'll notice, if you will, again, Matthew 28, verse 19, he says, Go ye therefore. First of all, we have a mission. We have a mission. Go ye therefore. The literal Greek meaning of this verb phrase is not just to pick a date and go, but as you're going. Jesus wants us to be evangelistic. He wants us to be be evangelistic not just one day a year or not just one week of a year, like on a mission trip for a week or maybe a revival or or maybe some community event that we have, a hot dog giveaway or a water giveaway or something of that nature. But our assigned mission is to be evangelistic daily. Thus the term evangelical. We are an evangelical church. We feel that we're to be on mission every day with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so in essence Jesus says, when I go away, I want you to stay here. And as you go through your daily routine, whether it's at work, whether it's at play, whether it's at school, I want you to be an evangelist. I want you to share the gospel. I want you to tell the good news. I want you to share the gospel, and when they believe, I want you to identify them with me through baptism And then I want you to teach them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Now, that is our marching orders. That's our mission. That's our mission as individual believers. And that's our mission as a body of Christ. Friend, listen, Jesus did not say, When I go away, I want you to just sit around and absorb all the praise and worship music that you can absorb. Jesus did not say, when I go away, I want you to only do ministry that benefits you and no one else. Jesus did not say, when I go away, I don't want you to simply pay someone to do your work for you, such as the preacher or such as a missionary or such as some evangelist. He says, I want you to be personally involved individually and as a body in reaching all people in the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to get the word out. Uh, I receive a magazine. Some of you may receive that magazine. It's, it's, It's sent out by the voice of the martyrs. And uh, I got this issue this past week, and as I was thumbing through this issue, I want to show you and share with you just um, a few slides of some people who are trying to get the word out. First off, if you would, I want you to look at the first slide. Let me see which one that is. Ah, this guy that you're looking at now, the one on the right where his face is kind of blacked out, The man on the right is one of the 14 front line evangelists supported by the voice of the martyrs. He's getting the word out by sharing the gospel with a Pakistan man. The front line evangelist, they travel to Islamic festivals and they distribute uh, Christian literature and while these radical Islamists are trying to recruit people for a holy jihad, these... Frontline Christians share gospel, uh, share Christian literature and share personally share the gospel with those that will listen. But they're getting the gospel out. He is in the heart of enemy territory. Now think of that. Think of what we're asked to do. Think of what this one person in Pakistan is doing. And think what we're called to do here. If you'll look at that second slide. Uh, The second slide is a picture of two men carrying a generator. These are missionaries. First of all, they blaze a trail, and they work with the locals. This is in Burma, formerly known as uh, Myanmar. They blaze a trail during the day. They work with the locals during the day, and then at night they secretly carry a generator out to some secret location, and there they have church in uh, in a secret church. A secret location. They're getting the word out. Think about what they're doing to getting the word out. Think about what we're doing getting the word out. Think about what I'm doing getting the word out. The third slide I have that meant a lot to me in this little booklet is training the front line. If you'll notice, you'll have people on their knees praying. Every month, 400 Christians assemble in Vietnam to learn how to share the gospel 400 and then they'll take they'll, they'll go through their training and after their first session of training they'll take 2 to 3 months off and then they go back and during this 2 or 3 months they're required to to share the gospel with at least 30 people to help form a house church and, and that is required before they take the second part of the training course. Think about what they're doing. Think about what we're doing. Now, what I'm saying also, and what we need to know about this also, is that, that all churches and all um, uh, any type of literature, religious literature, except for uh, a state-sponsored uh, religion, is forbidden in that country but here are 400 Christians meet from time to time to learn how to share the gospel, to form house churches in order to carry on what God has asked us to do. Slide number four, uh, sending the word, sending out God's word. This pastor is known as a point pastor to other pastors in the area. And his responsibility, the guy on the right that's praying, his responsibility is to get Bibles, to get Bibles delivered. Um, He's in a a remote village. I don't have the place. But uh, he's in this remote village. Last year, this one pastor was responsible for distributing 10,000 Bibles. Can you imagine distributing 10,000 Bibles in an area where the Bible's forbidden? And what was interesting in this article I was reading, in one remote village, a church of 12 families shared the pastor's Bible, passing it uh, uh, along to the next family every two days. They'd have it for two days, they'd read it, and they'd pass it to the next family, and they'd read it for two days, they'd pass it to the next family. They're getting the word out. And as I was thinking about, are we getting the gospel out? And I was encouraged when I began to think about things that we're doing here at Mountain View Baptist Church in regards to three weeks, well, the first of the month, uh, we had our vacation Bible school. That's an evangelistic too to get the word out. Two weeks ago, we had a mission team to go to Sasser, Illinois to help build a church building out uh, there. And that church was getting the word out. Last week, Brother Greg... Brother Greg, come up just a second. Our youth just got back yesterday from a mission trip. And let Greg share just a moment. What?
1: Well, uh, as Brother Sammy was saying, we went Wednesday through Saturday to Memphis to uh, a place called Memphis Union Mission. It's a homeless shelter for uh, for men up there. And uh, there's approximately 200 men that, that comes in and, and out of that area right there. And that's just around one little area. There's are several homeless shelters up there. But we went up and and we uh, we helped serve meals and and we we spoke to someone. Um, you know, it's a tough situation. We was talking about it's easy to go worship here in church and it's easy to go to conferences, but when you go out and start, uh, I guess where the rubber meets the road, it's tough. And you know, you got to be prepared and uh, you got to want to do it. But you know, it, it's an area where these guys don't know what we know you know they they want to know god and 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 none of them even knows about god some of them some of them never had a kind word said to them so you know when you smile and talk to some of them they don't know how to respond um the hygiene kits that we receive back here we receive 65 hygiene kits man that's just like gold to those guys they 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 were just talking and, and smiling and you know wanting them hygiene kits and you know, we've got a lot to share with you guys. We've got pictures. We, we're, we're going to do a detailed slideshow later on, but I just wanted to share just a little bit. We took 13 total up there with us, uh, and, and we had a
0: great time. So. Okay. Thank you. Great. But that's an example of getting the word out. So our youth just getting back last night from going on the mission trip where they were missionaries. It is different going to a conference. It's different than listening to some Christian uh, 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 group uh, perform. When you're called on to, to actually serve and, and to, to be a servant and to share the gospel. And so that, that's what happened last week. This coming week we've got uh, 27 team members going to Nicaragua to do door-to-door evangelism, to do eyeglass clinics, to do vacation Bible school, pastor and wives clinic, youth rallies, to do construction work, all of that just to get the word out. And as a pastor, I'm so blessed to be the pastor of a church where people want to do whatever they can do to help with hygiene kits, whatever it is, to go on the trip, whatever they can do to get the word out. Now, as I looked at a sermon title, I, I looked at the Great Commission, but I saw it in a different light. Matthew twenty-eight, nineteen, and 20 is referred to as the Great Commission. It is a commission. We have a commission by our Savior to be personally involved in evangelism, discipleship on a daily basis. But it's also a commission. First of all, we have a mission. It's a commission. That means that, that we're not in all of this alone. Now on this mission trip that we have coming up next week, uh, let me just mention James Taft from First Baptist Church. Phil Campbell's going to be going. Wade Head from Philadelphia Church of God down on Highway 13 is going with us. We have uh, uh, Britton Sykes from Rockwood. Uh, will be going with us. Uh, her first trip, Leah Yoakum, she's gone with us before from New Hope Methodist Church, I believe. She's going with us. The Phil Camel Church of God here in Phil Camel provided boxes and boxes of supplies for our youth to take to uh, the mission uh, last week. And Greg, I, I hope you were able to use that. I'm sure you were. And so it's, it's not, not only a commission by our Lord, but it is a co-mission, It's a co-mission because we have others working along with us. It's a co-mission because those that cannot go are willing to pray and willing to help provide the way for those who are called to go. They're willing also to use their natural abilities to do whatever you can do to help us go. Uh, Let me just mention uh, Melvin Velquez. Uh, Melvin uh, uh, speaks the language fluently and and we'd have people to call from Nicaragua in regards to our construction per, uh, project, and God sent Melvin to our church, and Melvin did all the interpretation on the phone and passed the information, what we were going to need and what we were going to be doing, and, and God just used him in a mighty way to to translate for us, to translate our material. We're going to be teaching into, to, to their language. Uh, even our certificates were going to be given at the conferences. Those are... Those have been uh, translated into their own language. And so these, we're, we're on a co-mission. Look, if you will, at Matthew, verse 28. He says, <clears throat> Matthew 28, verse 18, And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. And verse 20, he says, Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And notice, he closes that, And lo, I'm with you always even unto the end of the world. So it's a co-mission because others are working along the side of us. Others are praying for us, providing for others to go, using their spiritual gifts to assist, such as Melvin. But the greatest help of all is that we know that God is with us. Jesus came into this world on a mission John 4, verse 34, he says, My meat is to do, my my life is to do the will of the Father. Jesus said that he came to seek and to save those who are lost. And when he returned to the Father, he left that mission to us. And when a church and an individual engages in the same mission of Jesus, now listen, we have the promise that his presence and his power is with us, Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen through 20, and so we're already experiencing that, seeing this trip come together, and how God has worked in individual lives of those that are going on this trip, so we have a mission, and that mission is to evangelize and disciple, we have a co-mission, we have others working and serving alongside of us. We have others praying and providing and using their natural abilities. And then above all, we have Jesus Christ with us. So we have a commission. And then, third, I'm going to close with this, it's the great commission. Our mission is great. It's a great commission. It's great because our message is great. Uh, It comes from God's Word. It comes from... God's book, it comes from the great book, it comes from the Bible. People refer to the Bible as the great book, uh, the Holy Scripture. Um, uh, it, you know, our message comes from God's Word. The Bible's true, the, it's the book of all ages. We're told that the Bible is, is, is the inspired Word of God, the inerrant Word of God. The Bible uh, will outlast heaven. The Bible will outlast earth. The Bible says that heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will never pass away. And so our our mission is great, and it's great because we have a great book, the Bible. Our mission is great because it comes not only from a great book, but there's salvation for the sinner. Our message is great. There's salvation for the sinner. There's salvation, the Bible says, for all have sinned, The book says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says, But God loved us and sent His Son to suffer the consequence of our sin. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And if we repent, Acts 3.19, and believe in Jesus We'll be forgiven of our sins. Jesus said it this way in John three thirty six: He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. And so this salvation is great because it's for the sinner to have forgiveness. It's for the sinner to receive God's mercy. And salvation is available today for all of those that will call on him. Look, if you will, just a moment on the screen at Romans 10, verse 13. Romans ten, thirteen says, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14 says, How shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Verse 15, and how shall they preach except they be sent? We have a mission. We have a commission. We have a great commission. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved.